This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. What are we going to talk about this week, Kyle? Well, this week we're entering part five of the Becoming Your Own Banker book, and we're talking about capitalizing your system and implementation. Okay, so we learned how these policies work, and now we, we got to get one and we got to get started, right? Yep, yep. This is more of a high-level just thought process of how to, how to get started and why you should. Where dollars are going to come from. Yep. Yep. Okay, so, you know, Nelson... He talks about, okay, you know, we have the mindset now. We understand why we're going to do this. Where where do we get started now? Where do dollars come from for a plan so you can take action right now? Because because dollars are already being spent right now. Yeah, and he says the most important thing to first start off with is that you must have desire. And without it, you're not going to be able to do this. Yeah, you know, um, since I've become a practitioner... I've noticed that it's pretty hard to just come to somebody um, cold turkey and have them find interest because there isn't a desire inside of them, right? Yeah. It's so much easier to work with somebody that is educating themselves and trying to better themselves and things. And it like that carries through to desire to want a policy, to want to get started, to want to get out of debt um, or whatever this policy is going to serve in your life. Yeah. And he also goes to say in the same paragraph, there has to be some honest introspection at this point and a commitment to get out of financial prison. It must be a burning passion. It's, it's gotta be that way. You know, we, we've, you know, talked to a lot of people who tell us that they want to quit their job or they want to farm full time. They want to start a business or something along those lines, but then their actions speak a little different than that. They spend most of their time, the free time, you know, watching Netflix or doing something that doesn't benefit what they're saying they're wanting to do. I mean, there has to be some sort of commitment made that, well, if you want to quit your job, you got to find a way how to do it. And you got to, you got to sacrifice some time and you got to, you got to put in the effort to learn how you're going to do it and what are the best options for you. Yeah. Spend some time, the honest introspection. And, you know, for the thing um, Kyle mentioned, like actions don't line up with words. Okay. Um, if you want to farm and you have a job right now and you're contributing to a qualified plan, does that qualified plan help you in the next one year, two years, three years start, um, whether that's farming or ranching? A lot of cases, it's not going to help you because those dollars go into there, that go into there are going to be penalized if you need to use them yeah. for the farming or ranching. You could still access those dollars, but you're going to take 10% right off the top on a penalty if you're under 59 and a half, then you're going to pay the taxes on it. So instead of, you know, dumping money into that 401k or whatever it is, if you put it into something like life insurance, you are never going to pay taxes on those dollars again if if we're doing it correctly, and you're building this pool of money along the way that you can use to fund other things until the time is right when you need to make that big purchase or that deal happens or 
Or you, you're ready to quit your job. Ready to quit your job. Yes, you have direct access to that money. As long as you're paying yourself back for things, I mean, you're good to go. Yeah, what What else? I mean, aside from you mentioning all the, the things that you should be doing um, before you're ready to leave your job, you know, educating yourself, spending time thinking about designing a plan for yourself of, of what course of action to take, what else could be more important than than capital to make that happen when you are ready to quit the job? Yeah. And if, if you're searching for a place to, well, you, you don't think you can fund a policy fully. You know, we, we've talked to people where for one instance, um, they were about done paying on a pickup. And then instead of, well, taking those dollars that were used to pay that loan every month and just driving that pickup for a while longer, they were thinking, well, I'll just trade it in and, you know, start the process over again of paying on that pickup. It That's, goes it goes back to the point of everybody's dollars are already going somewhere. Yeah. And you have to have desire to make this happen. Okay, you can repeat those cycles over and over and over again. And at the end of 40 years, what are you going to have? Yeah. A pickup sitting in your driveway. You had the use of it absolutely, but did that help you get to your goal if say ranching or farming um in this instance was what you wanted to do? And how many dollars did you lose on that thing due to depreciation? That's an excellent question. And, you know, um, it's something that people don't think of often. Um, a lot of times, um, it's just something that we look at as, well, you know, I, I have a few cattle or I have a few acres and, you know, I can write off the income um, with something. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's that's a, kind of a crazy way of thinking. Um in in my opinion, sure. If you need if you need things, um, absolutely go out and get them. If it's going to make your life better, improve your cash flow, um, give you more time for your family and friends, you know, absolutely go and do it. But if it's um, just a race to you know get all the money out of your bank account at the end of the year to make it look like you didn't make any money, so you don't have to pay taxes, you should seriously think about how much sense that actually makes. And is that actually helping you if you're wanting to expand your farm or just get started? Um, is it really helping you get to that point? Yeah, to to be able to build equity in places where it makes sense, where your dollars are appreciating, it's pretty hard to do that without paying some tax. Because if you're just spending all the money, you're usually buying depreciating assets that are written off every year. So if you want to build money in land, buildings, um, whatever policies you need to, you need, you're gonna have to pay a little tax and it sucks. I know a dollar paying a dollar in tax is too much. I mean, look what they do with the money, but, (laughs) but it's, it's really our only option right now to actually to grow, um, and be able to use those dollars in places that appreciate. Yeah. And, and we're not saying, you know, that you shouldn't be tax wise, but just beware of what's going on. And, and, and if you can incorporate a strategy that minimizes taxation throughout your life, which infinite banking does, then that is going to help further you get to, you know, quitting your job, starting the farm, starting the ranch business yep. that, that you ultimately want to do. And I mean, Kyle, if we're being serious, I mean, if they want to quit their job, they're probably not happy at it. Um, wouldn't like, isn't that happiness? of the farming or ranching, like getting to do that, that's worth something else that we can't even measure. That's hard that to put this a value. plan is, yeah. is helping us achieve. 
Yeah, and we're not hating on new pickups, new equipment, and stuff like that. Man, if you can afford it, that's awesome, but you need to put your priorities in line. Is it, if you want to quit your job, if you want to farm full time, you probably have to sacrifice, hey, maybe driving something older until you build yourself up to where you're doing all the things you want to do and you can buy that that new pickup if you choose to and it makes sense. Absolutely. You just have to set your priorities. What is important to you? Is it the new pickup or is it the fact that you get a ranch? You could add 10, 20, 30 more head of cattle to your ranch. Yeah. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. Nelson's Nelson's talking about priorities um, and and how you have to use those to help you get started with this plan. Because otherwise, it's kind of a maze and it's like, well, every dollar's going somewhere already. You know, I can't get started. Yeah. And he also, like in the next paragraph, he talks about this is going to require a change in priorities in life and recognizing that controlling the banking function personally is the most important thing that can be done in your financial world. How are you going to get where you want to go? Well, if you can control and start, at least start controlling part of the banking function in your life, there's step one. Absolutely. And and I said this before, but what is you know, the most important thing to help you get started after you've made a plan and sat down and thought about everything? It's capital. That's what this system is providing you with, full access to it. And you know, in the way that we design these, we're minimizing future taxation of your dollars because that is going to hurt your uh, ability to build your business in the future. Yeah. And, you know, once these things break even and get rolling, it's just hard to compare what, I mean, there's nothing that compares to what you can do with these. If you're, if you're using a savings account right now and you build it up to $20,000 or whatever, $50,000, you're earning 0.01% interest and you're going to fund your operation, part of your operation with that. So you pull out the $50,000, well, then your account is back down to zero, earning even what little interest on nothing. With, I mean, with, the, with this system, we're never interrupting that compounding. That's just a huge thing. It's like, well, how we get the question, how is this going to help me buy land? How is it going to help me, you know, do this? It's like, well, we're just putting, we're moving money from less efficient places into this very efficient place to store capital where you're never losing that com- the compounding on your money. It's always growing for you. That's how it's going to help you buy land or do whatever in the future. And does that come down to uh, a mindset, Kyle, of, you know, assets and liabilities? You know, everybody thinks of premiums to insurance as, man, I do not want to pay that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but here's the distinction, you know, with, with term insurance, uh, term life insurance, excuse me, health insurance, auto insurance, absolutely. I mean, those are dollars that leave you, you're afforded protection by the insurance company, for paying those premiums, but you have no access to that money once it's paid into a policy. I agree. You could spend all your money insuring your yourself and your things. And, you know, you can spend as much money as you want to, and they will take all of it. Permanent life insurance um, is different. It's the one type of insurance that you can't own enough of. And that gives you access to even more money than what you've put into it. Yeah. So what is the cost of that then, Kyle? There isn't. Right? You have (laughs) access to that money all along the way? Yeah. Let's say, you know, 20 years down the road, you've put in $100,000. And if you have access to 150, you know, 170, 
what's that worth? I mean, that's plus you still have the uh, death benefit protection. You had it then when you started. You had it all the way through those 20 years. Yeah. You still have it moving forward. Being able to take risks that will allow you to grow, but while also protecting your family in case something were to happen to you, that is also a huge peace of mind. Absolutely. It's it's something that's looked over too often. And I mean, you do hear those horrible stories where people are left, they didn't have coverage, and you know, unfortunately they're they're left down to charity then and hoping that friends family um and people at their churches maybe will help them out you know yeah this strategy um it takes care of that you can look at what's going on right now with with covid like you can see it as a pandemic of you know people getting sick but at any time anybody can pass away randomly and you just never know so why not why not uh add some protection while you're also benefiting yourself and purchasing an asset. For sure. Um, I really like uh, how Nelson goes on about this being similar to a physical um, workout regimen. And, you know, you have to decide on a workout regimen that you're going to do. You need to find a coach to help you with it. And it's going to take time before you see progress. Um, A lot of people, when they first hear about this, get really excited and then they see, well, gosh, I don't have as much money as, as I've paid into this policy in the beginning. And they get a little bit discouraged. Um, it's the same with each uh, system, though. One being the, the working out and taking time to see results. This one being creating a banking system. You have to be committed to this for a long time. And you should go into this knowing that. Um, that's part of the desire I believe as well, like you have to have the conviction just like you do when you're starting anything that you want to see results from. You have to have conviction and understand what you're doing to reap the long-term rewards that will come from it. Anyways, I think we hit on that pretty good. Um, And in this next paragraph uh, or piece, Nelson's talking about um, games you can play and, and being a part of wealth clubs and things. And you know, Kyle and I, um, there's nothing wrong with anything that Nelson uh, mentions there. I mean, I've played cash flow myself, and it's it's pretty interesting. Um, but th- this is what we come up with um, for the parents out there. What if, uh, well, let me ask you this first, Kyle. What is the first thing that children usually buy, teenagers? What's their first big purchase? It's usually a car. Okay. I have nothing against, I mean, I I understand they need that car typically to get to school and things like that, but it's a liability in life, right? It's, it's depreciating in value. Taking money out of your pocket. Yep. What if somehow we could find a way to teach our kids to buy assets first before they buy liabilities? What if we could do that and get them to understand how money works? I think it would change the way that they see money for the rest of their lives they wouldn't have to go through college and go through the student loan process and you know getting their first credit cards and rack up bills that they realize that they do have to pay for sometime in the future if we could start teaching them that at an earlier age yeah i think it definitely should be a priority for us to teach the people who have not been taught this before yeah you're creating that that conviction and that desire um 
for learning at a very young age when people are very impressionable and, and can be, you know, they're more willing to learn, I guess, than when we become older. And you don't learn about money in school and you know, what you do learn, you hear from other kids talking about maybe what their parents have told them and stuff. So why not just, why not be the one who gives your kid that firsthand knowledge? Absolutely. And what is that asset? Um, you know, that's going to vary widely. I mean, for any parent, depending on where you're located, I mean, around here, kids could have a summer job for a few years and they could afford to buy a house, you know, and have a rental property or something like that. If you can work something out. Cattle. Yeah. If you're on a farm and ranch, you could have some cattle. Maybe they can buy five head one summer, another five the next year and start building on that. Yeah. And as parents, you could also start life insurance policies on your kids when they're born. We've done that. And you know, you take, you take what money that is given to your kids and instead of putting it in a bank account that's not going to do jack form, you know, put it in a, put in a life insurance policy and that can be flexible. I mean, we can design it to where, you know, one year you can pay in 500, a thousand, maybe the next year, 2000, you know, and it has all that time so that as that child grows to get more efficient and And then compound. And then when they're ready to buy that asset, you can start teaching them, Hey, this is where the money is going to come from to buy your first five cows. And now you can teach them how to repay policy loans, teach them about money and how all this works. Me personally, I just think that would go such a long ways to teaching the youth about money and understanding how it works. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, to kind of wrap this up, Nelson says, above all, get started now. The longer you wait, the more you have penalized yourself. And that can't be true. more true. Think of like... If you had $10,000 that you're going to put into a policy, if you wait a year, I mean, depending on what interest rates do, that could easily cost you $30,000 of cash value over your lifetime. Right. And most people will think of it as, well, it didn't cost me anything. It was just, you know, a year and $10,000, you know. But if you if you understand and start looking at the time value of money and what it could be doing for you, I mean, it, it becomes massive. Like you said, 30000 dollars pretty easily and the unseen opportunity cost which is so hard for us to see until we're aware of it we're not taught about it and if you don't get started now that that, you're going to have those dollars they're going to be there they're just going to be going to other places what doing what for you right because all dollars are going somewhere already yep so anyways i think that i've said everything i want to about this section of the book kyle is there anything that you'd like to add? No, I agree. So thanks for tuning in. And if you guys like what we're doing, like what you're hearing, uh, please share it with your friends. Yeah, share it with your friends. And and if you have questions you'd like answered, um, you know, you can reach out to us too. Yeah, so, we'll be doing a podcast coming up here on just some listener questions we have. So if you have any, let us know and we'll add to it. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.